Welcome to the Healthy Pelvis Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Alexandra DeGrado, she, her. Hi, I'm Dr. Juliana Allen, she, her. We are two people with a lot of differences. In high school, one of us was a cheerleader and the other was a theater nerd. One of us is an introvert and the other is an extrovert. One of us is a perfectionist and the other one isn't anymore since she had a child. <laughs> we have a lot of similarities too. We don't sugarcoat, but we do care. We have messy lives. We are passionate about improving pelvic health for all, especially postpartum people. Note, we refer to postpartum people as birthing people instead of the term mom, because it's the most inclusive term we know right now. If you identify with another term, substitute that in your mind and let us know. We love to learn. However you identify, we support you. Together, we are the Healthy Pelvis Project, two doctors of physical therapy and pelvic health experts, bringing our knowledge to help postpartum people heal. Just keep in mind that this is not a substitute for medical advice or individual evaluation and treatment. Welcome to the Healthy Pelvis Podcast. Today we're going to talk about one of our favorite topics, sex after baby. As a pelvic floor physical therapist, I interview people as they come in. I talk to them about their history. And one particular patient of mine was coming to me for incontinence, which we talked about on our last episode. But I always ask about sex and if it is painful and if it's changed at all. And she was incredibly surprised that I asked about sex at all and was uh, immediately uh, talking about how much it had changed and how painful it was. And let me tell you, this happens a lot. And Alex can tell you the same thing, that sex after baby is different and there are a lot of myths that we wanna bust and we wanna tell you how to make it better. So a lot of times people are waiting for that six week clearance and they say, okay, I'm gonna to get to that six week checkup and perhaps their partner is eager to get back into it. And you try it and ouch, it hurts. And you know, there's a lot of reasons why you may not be feeling it at that six week time. And some people are and some people aren't. But certainly lack of sleep, fatigue, the change in your relationship as your roles change becoming a parent, all of those things, including body image and your hormones, play a huge role in whether or not you're feeling ready and how it feels when you actually go to have sex. Yeah, having scars down there, if you gave birth vaginally, that can be a huge factor, how you communicate with your partner. And frankly, like Alex said, what your hormones are doing, if you're breastfeeding or not, all of those things can really impact how you're feeling about uh, whether or not you in fact wanna have sex. But even if you do wanna have sex, that may make it not so pleasant to actually have it. So we are going to talk about all those things we just listed and how they affect whether or not you're having a good time. Yeah, and Juliana mentioned hormones with breastfeeding. So when your estrogen levels are lower, like when you're breastfeeding, your vagina is a lot more dry. Okay, so this brings us to our topic number one. <laughs> and something super important. Lube, you need lubricant. You may not have needed lubricant before, but please use it now. Lubricant is really important, but it is really critical to know that not all lube is made equal. Some lubricants have a lot of different chemicals in them that can make it really unpleasant and frankly have things that we don't wanna be putting down there. You know, not to name names, <coughs> KY, <coughs> but some of them have things like glycerin in them, and parabens and things that are, you know, made to preserve the lubricant so it doesn't grow any nasty bacteria. But all that stuff sometimes can really affect how you're feeling and actually dry everything out down there even more. 
Yeah. And so instead of some of the drugstore brands, we want you to look for glycerin-free, paraben-free lubricants. So we like Femglide, Slippery Stuff. Those are two brands that we use in our own clinics with people. But use a lubricant that doesn't irritate your skin. Yeah. Lubricant that doesn't irritate your skin. Some people use other things like coconut oil. And it just depends if you're using condoms uh, or not. Because obviously, if you're using condoms, you have to make sure that uh, you're not using an oil-based lubricant that would then uh, degrade the condoms because then they will not work. Lubricant is so important, and I am always uh, such an evangelist and really, really, really encourage you to look into it if you're not using lubricant. On top of that, make sure you're using enough lubricant because some people just, you know, a little teeny dab, that's not enough. That's right. That leads us right into our next, which is communicating with your partner. So getting on the same page, knowing that you're going to stop or change if things do hurt, and having your partner get involved. So they can be happy to bring in the lube or try different positions or even experiment with clitoral stimulation. We firmly believe that getting clitorate is super valuable. So. 90% plus of people with a clitoris need significant clitoral stimulation to orgasm. So whether that's directly or indirectly. And sometimes you need to experiment with your own body and figure out what feels good to you now postpartum. When you are actually experiencing pleasure, that helps your own body both relax but also lubricate itself. So if that's something that you weren't doing prior to pregnancy and delivery, please work on getting clitorate now. There is also a really fantastic book by that name that we will put in the show notes if you want to check it out. Another super important factor is mindfulness. Are you able to stay present? Are you able to stay in the moment with you and your partner? If you're constantly making to-do lists, if you're thinking of other things, if you're planning, it's much more difficult to feel your body sensations, especially pleasure. So if you can, it is a great piece of advice to Try to reconnect with your body, kind of sink into your body, feel, you know, what sensations are happening in each different place. And if you're really unable to reconnect with your body and be mindful and stay present, it might be worth stopping and saying, well, let's just try again later. The other thing is your pelvic floor. So your pelvic floor strength, coordination, and endurance plays an important role in pleasure during sex because it actually, these muscles contract when you're having an orgasm. Just as important is your pelvic floor's ability to relax. So letting those muscles release, letting them go, allows you to have less pain during sex. Yeah, when we treat people for pain with sex, we're always teaching people how to actually release and relax their pelvic floor muscles, which is surprisingly a lot more difficult than it seems. You'd think that would be natural, but especially if you've had pain with sex before, sometimes the ability to relax your muscles uh, needs to be relearned. Another huge thing is scar tissue. If you gave birth vaginally, or even if you gave birth via cesarean section, those scars that you have either on the perineum between the front and the back or abdominal scars, they can actually uh, adhere down a little bit and be quite painful. When scars are formed, they heal and then new nerves grow and those new nerves don't necessarily know what's going on and what should be painful and what's not. So on top of using things like lubricant, those scars often need to be massaged and uh, retaught that something like pain, like intercourse rather is not painful. Yeah, and as Juliana said, even a cesarean scar 
can create pain with sex because they actually cut through seven layers to get to the baby. And so those deeper layers can cause pain with deep penetration. So regardless of where your scar is, massaging it is really important. Another thing that can really play a role with pain with sex is fatigue. I've never met a new parent who is getting enough sleep. And if your needs aren't being met in other realms, if you're you know struggling to stay awake to go to work or to do other things, you know, your mind may not be on sex. So, you know, getting there just may not be the right thing for you just yet. If you're still continuing to experience pain with sex, even after all these things that we've mentioned, so let's say you're massaging your scar, you're using lubricant, you're doing mindfulness, you're relaxing your pelvic floor, you've gotten to know your clitoris, you've introduced your partner to your clitoris, (laughs) and you still feel like you need extra help, pelvic floor physical therapy is a great option for you. Yeah, all the things we're talking about right now are general and are often part of pelvic floor physical therapy, but absolutely nothing can replace individual evaluation and treatment and figuring out what for you is causing this type of pain. So we really encourage you to take a look at the different uh, resources that you can find. So if you look on the internet, and we'll include in the show notes a bunch of places where you can find local pelvic floor physical therapists. And of course, we do also address this in our video series at thehealthypelvisproject.com. So let us know if you have any questions about pain with intercourse or any other questions about healing postpartum. And you can reach us at info at thehealthypelvisproject.com. And you can find us on Instagram and, of course, on our website, thehealthypelvisproject.com. Thanks for listening.